2021-2022 NBA schedule now out. It's just a waiting game now. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast, where your host, I'm Ethan, with my splash bro co-host, Zach. I mean, in dead NBA period, we can enjoy NFL, San Francisco Giants, but we got to come back to our Warriors, right, my guy? Uh, the Warriors. <laughs> um how do we describe the Warriors offseason currently? We got, we're light years ahead. We're developing for the future with the Summer League, where we saw Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Gary Payton. Oh, Gary Payton, the second, my bad. Gary Payton, <laughs> real Gary Payton, played for the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, not him, no, not him. The glove. Um, but we saw the Warriors Summer League team in action. We saw Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga, uh, I would say he put, I don't know how to describe his play, but he was quite impressive. And he gave me a lot of optimism for the future six years from now, which is what Joe Lacob wants. He wants to be be building for the future and he wants to be winning now. Uh, It'll probably put us at 2028, but... 2030 future NBA champs right there. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody leading the Warriors to another NBA championship in and 10 James years. And James Wiseman, bro. You forgot about him. And James Wiseman because he's not getting <laughs> traded. Um, but um, it's August, so it's the waiting period before training camp. So we're here for this episode to – recap some topics we're going to look at the last summer league game against the new orleans pelicans i think it was talk about I think how it was the lakers but or, those or the lakers man gosh my, my memory man. <laughs> it's all good it's all good brother it's all and good. then we're going to look at the 2021 2022 nba seasons nba regular season schedule uh that was released last friday we're going to look at the warriors 41 37 i think nationally televised games 41 oh, nationally televised 41, 41 nationally 41. televised games i saw two different numbers on nba twitter and i was like man 41 nationally televised games for a team that didn't make the playoffs wardell stephen curry ladies and gentlemen steph curry obviously saves the nba's ratings which i'm not surprised by but i just find it quite surprising i will we'll get into it later in the episode but quite surprising that the warriors didn't make the playoffs and they still got 41 nationally televised games but it's steph yeah you can't really do anything he runs he he saves the nba ratings um we're going to give a roster preview of what the final roster could look like going into the regular season oh and then we'll talk about 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 everyone's favorite topic the Bleacher the most Report milk interview. topic. It's the most milk topic about this Warriors team, and I don't get why. So we can go Bleacher back Report. to that topic later. The on. Bleacher Report interview between that Draymond conducted with Kevin Durant that was released earlier this week on Wednesday. That'll be the last topic we'll get into. But first topic: look at the summer league overall. Last game against Lakers. Ethan, your thoughts? Hit me with it. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't really watch the game but you know um you know Moses Moody uh Jonathan Kuminga those two names are probably the ones that you're gonna be looking at right so obviously I was impressed I looked at highlights I didn't look at the whole games 
um, in full, but um, there's always some promising stuff. Of course, they're going to make rookie mistakes. That's just a given. Um, you got flash, flashy promises out of Kaminga. You got the ready to contribute now in Moses Moody. And I've said that. We've said that here at the Captain Dibs podcast, Zach. So, I mean, um, you probably watched the games in full. Uh, I feel like you could probably give an insight to like how the nuances to their games and like probably give your thoughts on that. Um, I think if you look at the summer league as a whole, I think Moses Moody one can help help the Warriors win now. I think his shooting ability is I, I think it's a slept on trait. Um and I seriously think once again that him dropping the 14 to the Warriors was an absolute steal. Like I've said before, I think he was seriously considered a top 10 pick. Um, and then you pair him with, you put him on the court with guys like Stephen Clay. I think he just gets better. Jonathan Kaminga, do I think he helps the Warriors win now currently? No, but do I think he gave some great offensive flashes of what he could be in the NBA in a few years? Of course, yes. Of course. Um, do I think he could be a future MVP candidate? Of sure. course. Uh-huh. Sure. But he was playing against summer league players, so I don't know how he will look in the NBA. Obviously, you also wish that James Wiseman was getting some of these minutes because I think he was. I think he needed. I think he definitely needed these minutes, but with the meniscus injury, that wasn't going to happen. And then I think a guy who's slept on two guys who are slept on are Gary Payton. And Kyle Guy, I think Kyle Guy sparked my interest because Guy can shoot one. And he just, it seems like he's all gas, no brakes on the court. He's always pushing (laughs) it. He's going up and down the court all the time. I don't know why the Sacramento Kings released him, but. It's the Kings. I'm sorry, Kings fans, but it's the Kings. I think he, I think he definitely could just earn a spot on. Or just get, to get an invitation to training camp, and I just think Gary Payton, he could fill out the roster nicely. I think he could get that backup point guard role. Um, do I think? Probably not. He will. Um, I honestly don't know. With but if you're going to look at it right now, there's two guys who are in that. Running for that role, it's Chris Gioza, who was signed a couple weeks ago to a two-way deal, and then it's Gary Payton. I don't see the Warriors bringing in another backup guard, and they've already made it clear that they're not using the MLE, the mid-level exception. So um, I think it's those two guys, um, and I seriously think I go by with what I said in the last episode. Just based on Gary Payton's dunk, I think he deserves a roster spot. So, Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just gotta love uh, the young talent, but oh, the big question, the elephant in the room, just gotta be, can they contribute now? That's just the big main question moving forward. Um, I don't know if you agree with me, Zach, but that's just the main question everyone has in their minds. That's the yes, one hundred percent agree. Okay, you have guys on this roster like Steph Clay and Draymond need to win now, and I think it was still risky to use these picks, but with how Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody looked in the summer league, I think it gives some optimism for the future and to try to do it, do it Joe, Joe Lacob's way. 
quotations. We are not a basketball team. Let's get that right. As and Joe we said. will try to win now and build for the future at the same time. So I guess if it, if it works out, I think it can be done. But we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but the 2021-2022 NBA schedule was released on Friday. Um, Warriors kick off the year October 19th on the road against Lakers, 7 p.m. on TNT. Home openers on Thursday night on TNT again at home against the Clippers. I think two things that stood out to me were, one, how many nationally televised games this team had, but – 41. When I, when I go 41. back into when I go th- and think about it, I'm not too surprised with how Steph Curry saves the NBA's ratings. Um, and I think another thing that stood out to me is the first 10 games of the Warriors schedule. I think they should go, go nine. Good run. I think they should go nine and one. They should start the season nine and one. If it's any worse than that, then there's a problem. Even I know I, I understand that Clay won't probably be back for that first part for, for the start of the regular season, but I see no worse than nine and one. You have the Lakers and the Clippers, which are probably two games you split. Then you play Sacramento and Oklahoma City. Those are two wins. Then you play Memphis, which is a win. Then Oklahoma City, which is a win. Then Charlotte, which is a win. New Orleans, Houston. All those are winnable games. Oh, so we've said we we have we have the tradition of last year saying these are winnable games, right, Zach? And they didn't win those winnable games. So Yes, but I, I do really- think the Roster has tremendously improved from. Oh, last that's, year. I agree with that. I agree with that. They brought in guys like Otto Porter Jr., Neiman Bielitska, um, Iggy, Andre Iguodala, guys who will, in my opinion, will seriously improve the play of this, improve the second unit's play, because we're serious. No. When you had guys like Michael Mulder on the floor in the second unit, oh, it's an L. It's an L. <laughs> the Warriors, the Warriors aren't going to be that. Com- I don't think the Warriors are very competitive with those types of guys on the floor. But when you add guys like Otto Porter Jr. and Neiman Bielitska, which you brought in with the um, veteran minimum, I think the roster improves. So I do think that the Warriors should start the year off should get off to a good start to start the year. I don't think – I think it is a loss if there's not at least eight wins to start the year in yeah, the first 10, I mean, 12 games. Yeah, I mean, at worst, I would say seven because you're playing the L.A. teams. Um, we saw at the start of the season how they started off 0-2 when they played uh, the Nets and the Bucks. They're playing both the L.A. teams. Um, they're playing – like the most like hard, the hardest teams it's like the LA teams and maybe Atlanta. Um, so probably seven and three um, at worst, but I really expect them as you said, Zach, but overall, overall, what do you think of the overall record should be for the West Warriors teams over the 82 game season? I'm not going to give an overall record out. I will give where they should finish in the standings Depending if Clay comes back at that targeted date they want it, which is Christmas. Christmas. Um, they should probably it's in between a six and a four seed. Okay, that's fair. I that's don't fair. see I as much as I criticize the Lakers for bringing in a lot of this veteran talent. There's a part of me where I think it can work. Um, so I do expect them. The Lakers being the top three, I still think Utah has a tremendous roster. 
they're probably in the top three. And then I still have to give even, even as much as I dislike Phoenix Suns fans, I have to give them their credit. They're still a very good team. So I think those t- three teams are probably in the top three. And then in four, five, six, you have Warriors, Nuggets. And the Warriors and Nuggets are in the same boat. They still have they have guys like Clay and Jamal Murray who are coming back from injuries. So um, and then the Mavs could probably screwed in a six or the Clippers, but the Clippers will also be without Kawhi. So I think the Clippers could be in the five, six range. Uh, But I think overall, I won't give a record prediction right now, but I'd say probably a four or five seed. Um, Yeah, I I agree. That's pretty fair. Um, As you said, you got the LA, uh, the Lakers, um, Jazz, Utah. I feel like that's a solid three. The Clippers might struggle a bit, especially with Kawhi Leonard being out with, I think, the partial torn ACL. I think it just all depends on what the Warriors can do without Clay, right? Because, I mean, it's all how, how they look before. I mean, if they can be like a six seed yeah, before because Clay you, comes back. Yeah, if you seriously look at the schedule on all the way until Christmas, where they play Phoenix on the road on Christmas Day, there are really good. There it are a whole good. ton of winnable games besides that East Coast road trip where they go play Charlotte, Brooklyn, which will give them some trouble, Cleveland and Detroit. Though besides with without with the exception of the East Coast road trip, all, all those games are winnable. It's 100, 100%. Yeah. Um they play Phoenix twice, which will be tough. They play Philly at home, Toronto at home, Boston. But I seriously I seriously down. think going all the way until Christmas, New Year's, where Clay comes back, the Warriors can seriously be. If the Warriors aren't in the top five, I'd see some sense of caution, honestly, because I, I seriously think the Warriors can't get behind without Clay coming back and just expecting Clay to, because the Warriors staff is aren't gonna tell clay to come right when he comes back to play 30 minutes and i just they're gonna ease him into minutes so i think i seriously think if going to be honest and not optimistic it's all the way up till christmas the warriors five seed five seed yeah i Zach, I mean, do you agree that they should bring Clay back on Christmas or just bring him back January to bring it to like that 13, like kind of like that 14 to 15 month range off an Achilles tear injury? Because if we remember, it was in November, right? Last November. So that would put Clay at like a year and a change of recovery. We saw KD come back after a year and a half. So, I mean, is it the right move for Clay to come back on Christmas? Do you think? I think it's the right. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but uh, obviously, shit, that was a stupid, stupid answer. Um, but <laughs> I honestly don't know. I think Christmas is a good timetable. Do I think they should be rushing them into heavy minutes? No. Do I think they're going to do that? No. But I think the earlier he's back is better but uh, it's honestly it's a tough so situ- it's a tough situation because so i don't hard. want to 
And honestly, I think it, some some of it depends on how the Warriors are playing. If they're playing perfectly well without him, I don't see a need to rush him back. But I think if the war, I just don't know how much he'll help them when he's on a minutes restriction when he comes back. Most likely, I mean, it's Clay. It's Clay, my brother. He can light up it, light it up with just three dribbles, three four. I understand dribbles. that, but I just I know, I know, I understand. It's a it's a tough situation, a tough question to answer. I think. Yeah, I mean, at the latest, I would say All Star break after All Star break. That's the latest, in my opinion. That yeah, I think the earliest right now for a good return timetables between christmas and all-star break yeah and the latest being all-star break right anything earlier or later than that is a problem i think yeah because if they do right after all-star break that's february so that puts him a year and four months that's around kd's time and you know kd didn't play a whole time let's be honest so it's really a tough decision, as you say, because if you bring Clay back, you can't play him on back to backs, right? Because yeah. I think the Warriors have like fourteen back to backs, right? I can't. They have eighteen back to backs. Eighteen record wow. since 2017-2018. Let me double check. I have the stat. Yeah, so you're not gonna play fourteen back to backs. Fourteen back to backs. Yeah, you're not gonna be playing Clay half of those back to backs because he probably won't be playing those back to backs during the season because he's out. But when the back-to-backs come later in the season, he's not going to play those. So nope. I think you kind of have to look what KD did. He's going to sit up a lot of the games, um, play minutes restriction, and we just kind of have to see how this team looks. So like you said, Zach, so really a really hard situation if you're Warriors right now. So, um, so let's get into our second to last topic we are going to cover in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Give a preview of the roster. All right. So I think we're all in agreement. Once Clay comes back healthy, Clay will be on the roster. The starting lineup will consist of Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and James Wiseman. Any disagreements? Uh, no. Um, maybe with James, depending on how he looks. Um, you could put I, in Kevon Looney on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that that four is basically set. Um, you got, as you said, Steph, Clay, and uh, Wiggins, and Dre. It's just on the dot on that on that center spot. If uh, James can come onto his own, then he's going to start. Uh, but Looney has that experience; he knows how the system works. So I probably would give the nod to Looney to start the season um, right now. Then bench unit, you got. If I were going to be completely honest, it's Gary Payton, then Jordan Poole. Oh, Jordan Poole's not the backup point guard? Or is he just the shooting guard? What do you think? You think you think Jordan Poole should be the backup point guard and run the offense? I mean – Or you give it to Gary Payton, opinion. I mean, did, I mean, Jordan Poole really looked good playing on – he can play both, let's be honest. He can play both on ball and off the ball. Um, All right, so if we're going to – okay, we'll give two different lineups. So if we're going to go off the ball, you'd give me – You would do – You would do Gary Payton. This is, like second, this is like second quarter, right? Second quarter, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gary Payton, Jordan, Gary Payton, Jordan Poole, JTA, 
See that? See that's the thing I like. With no, the you would put Wiggins. You would put Wiggins at yeah. that. Just second a, unit. no, just a complete second unit, going away from all the guys that we've included. Oh, in no starters, lineup. no starters. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So to go Gary, Gary Payton, Jordan Poole. It's hard here because Otto Porter or JTA could be there or Iggy. See, that's one thing I've liked with the Warriors have done this offseason. That they got some good wing depth, like yeah, eight, yeah, which they didn't have last year. So you could go either JTA, Otto Porter Jr., Iggy, and then Neiman Bielich got the uh, power forward, and then center you just go James Wiseman or Kevon Looney. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's a trend, it's so tremendous, much tremendous it's so improvement much better. from Nico <laughs> Mannion, Jordan Poole, Michael Mulder, Kent Bazemore, Kent Bazemore, and James Wiseman or yeah, Kevin I mean, Looney. It's a tremendous, tremendous, yeah, it's a tremendous leap. Um, but if we're gonna t- talk logistics, like we know how they kind of we kind of have an idea of how the Warriors lineup, like, rotation kind of. Steph plays the whole first quarter, and that's when the second unit just falls apart. You have Wiggins in that second unit. Um, I feel like it's going to be Jordan Poole, Wiggins, JTA, uh, maybe Damian Lee, if Damian Lee's not going to start. Um, but uh, that's going to be kind of what the rotation is before Clay comes back. But yep. do you want to ask, who do you think starts in Clay's spot? In Clay's um, spot, I think it's... Not Jordan Poole, because he's going to be the second unit guy. That's what Steve Kerr said, right? <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, you could put Damian Lee. In I, think it's, I think it's Jordan Poole or Damian Lee. Okay. Um, Damian Lee has been guaranteed to be on this roster next year. I, oh, won't, yeah. say, I won't say my honest thoughts about why he's on the roster, but um, – it's the brother. It's the it. it's the brother in law tree. Yeah, I didn't want. To, I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> um, but I think Damian Lee is a great player. I will oh, yeah. not lie. I mean, he's good. Um, he's a great player. But I think player. Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, those are the two guys who can start in clay spot when the season starts October nineteenth. Um, and if you have that before Clay comes back, as if we're going to be completely honest, in my opinion, I think it's Steph, Damian Lee. Wiggins, Draymond, James Wiseman, Kevon Looney, and the second unit would be Jordan Poole. Um, Jordan Poole. Oh no, Moses Moody. We forgot the rookies. <laughs> I don't. I don't expect the rookies to right no, away like be in the minutes. second unit. Yeah, ten minutes. Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr., Neiman Bielitska, Iggy. Kevon Looney, there you go. There's a yeah, that's unit. a good one. That's pretty solid. I say that. Um, I see that could be one before Clay returns. I mean, you. I mean, they they would have to give a little run to their rookies. So I mean, probably that's throw the, them in there. That's what like, the preseason's all about, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't even know who they're playing in the preseason, but um, I know the tickets are expensive. I know. I, I, okay, so I I texted this to Zach. I was like, two hundred bucks for preseason tickets at Staples Center. I'm like. For nosebleed seats for 200 bucks, just to only see Steph play like a quarter. So that's probably a no bueno for me, but we do not hey. view ourselves as a basketball team. Joe <laughs> All right. All right. And the final topic, the most anticipated topic. Oh, yes. Everyone's been wondering. Um, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, there's a Bleacher Report interview released. 
conducted by yours truly, Draymond Green. Draymond Green interviewed Kevin Durant, and they talked all things about the Golden State Warriors, why he left, why he decided to leave OKC, um, why did why he wanted to go to Brooklyn, and this my honest opinion on it. I see not, your frustration. I'm not. I'm not going to really rant about it, but I think uh, my honest opinion. I thought it was a g- good interview. Do I think it was a? Do I think it was needed? No. Um, do I think Warriors fans should be talking? See, so my main issue with the whole thing is that Kevin Durant left three, three years, years ago, ago now, <laughs> and we're still talking about it. There's no point in talking about it. My second. I don't think this is an issue, but just the second thing about it is Warriors fans come out and say, this is why Draymond needs to be traded. Why? Why? If the Warriors seriously had a problem with Draymond doing this, he would have been, he would have been traded like months ago or years ago. Cause he's this, this is Draymond. This is what he does. He goes, he goes in to the public eye and he talks a bunch of, Stuff. Stuff, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, he, he's, he, he's free to open his mind. He does that. He's done that in press conferences, etc. I don't understand why people are so surprised with Draymond doing this with Kevin Durant. Um, they had do, the same interview, by the way. I just want to add. They had the same interview on KD's podcast. So Yes. It, I just don't, under, I don't understand what the big it, dilemma of, about it is. It, dilemma about it is Kevin Durant left three years ago. We just need to move on. Draymond's in the Warriors. Now Kevin Durant's on the Nets. Now they're going to be in the NBA finals this year. Let's just move on and get over it. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, this interview felt like the same one as the one that Katie did uh, with Draymond. Um, there wasn't any new information. Um, we knew the story kind of like how it played out. Like, I mean, obviously, us us two we don't know like fully in detail but we know like what Dre and Katie said from their own mouths so I mean it's I I told this to you Zach it was kind of like if uh Kobe rest in peace Kobe and Shaq met while Shaq was in Miami if you kind of get that exactly Exactly. yeah does that make sense does that kind of make sense so I'm like that should have been for later not now um but I mean I love Katie. Love what love what he did for the Warriors. I'm not salty about it, but it's just why why cry over spilled milk, right, my guy? I mean, yeah, I I just don't know why. And then people go into people have a problem with them blaming Steve Kerr and Bob Myers. I understand why some people have a problem with that because they were the ones who started the argument during that Clippers game, and that's what led to the ultimate downfall of the dynasty and Draymond ruined the dynasty Bob Myers ruined the dynasty I honestly don't think anyone ruined the dynasty it was just a whole group effort to ruin the dynasty I don't think I think once 2018 started KD already had a foot out the door he he already won he already won his two championships I've read articles before about him wanting to pair up with Kyrie before after he won those two championships so i just uh, i don't understand why people have such a big problem with this it's just two men sitting in a room having 
conducting one's one's conducting an interview with another they're having a conversation and they blamed it on the steve kerr and bob myers like it is partly (laughs) steve kerr and bob myers's fault but it's also partly draymond draymond and it was, fault. it was all it was their fault it's, it was both it was a group was effort the only, t- the only two people you can't blame for the dynasty ending is steph and clay because they had no they the one <laughs> part of it i mean i mean steph i mean we we saw what Stephen. okay Stephen a smith went on first take i don't want to bash Stephen <laughs> that a. that's my yeah, problem you want to talk the about whole this? issue that's okay the, that's my problem with the whole issue I'll is that, is that you have up. is that you have journalists I'll set yeah, this up. I'll set this up. You've got Stephen A. Smith goes on the first take the next morning, and he's wondering where Steph Curry is. Man, Steph Curry's got better things to do at this time than talk than talk about Clay, Katie, and Draymond's beef and their conversation that they had. I just don't. Even what? okay, I want to add. There Why were we reports that Steph? Steph was the mediator. I want to add that Steph exactly. was a mediator between those two. Um, there was reports of it, and I don't know how Stephen A. didn't see that. Stephen A. was supposed is a revered uh, journalist. You know, Stephen A. is known for what he does, but he should know that. Um, but that it is what it is. Um, so my, I mean, our thoughts on it. It was on the Katie and Draymond stuff afterwards. It's just it's pointless. There's nothing to. There's nothing I'm not, to say yeah. anymore. I'm not surprised by what Steph did. He seems like the type of teammate who would go to the two guys who were having the issue and would talk to them both separately, which is what he did. And there's no need to bring Steph into the situation. Like, what's the point of it? He wasn't involved. And yeah, like, he wasn't even there. That's why exactly. he wasn't even there. He wasn't even at the Clippers game. He, <laughs> yeah, he really wasn't had even an there. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, Katie and Draymond got into a beef and Steph wasn't even there. And we got Stephen A. Smith and other other sports analysts coming out and saying, where was Steph in the whole situation? Steph wasn't even there, man, but all right. <laughs> it's just people just need – the overall around the whole situation is that people need to move on. Katie left three years ago. The Warriors are have Steph, Clay, and Draymond now. Katie went to Brooklyn to join – with Kyrie and then ultimately James Harden came along and formed a super team that didn't win last year because they weren't healthy, but they'll probably win this year because they will be healthy. And the Warriors will play the Nets in the NBA Finals. And then okay. after, after the NBA Finals, they'll shake hands, give each other hugs, and it'll all be solved. Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the future, my guy. I want to see that. Storybook ending. Dude, the storylines for that Finals would be insane. The ratings Honestly. will be off the charts. They'll be higher than uh, I don't know if they'll be higher than Warriors Cavs, but I think Warriors Cavs is probably the peak of. But they'll be they'll be higher than the Bucks and Suns. Don't give me that. Even though I love Giannis so. and the bubble and the bubble championship. Oh yeah, the bubble title, the fake title. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Asterix <So>. title. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, it's a, t- a title, still a title. I want to diminish that, but it's still. A bubble championship. Don't want to do. We don't want to diminish LeBron's asterisk title. His Mickey Mouse ring. Just kidding. That's all a joke, everyone. It's okay. I'm not diminishing LeBron's LeBron's title. He's got four rings. MJ's got six. That's why MJ's my goat. You know. <laughs> and LeBron and MJ's six and zero in the NBA Finals, and LeBron's like four and nine 
what is it? Four and six. I think four eight? and six. Four and, four six. and six. Woo! All right. And it, to everyone out there, I don't hate LeBron either. Just we just gotta make it clear, Steph. We don't. Love, we don't. We lo- we appreciate LeBron's greatness. We yes, appreciate exactly. his game, but it's the fans sometimes. I don't want to be mean, but the fans could take it a little far. I mean, that's yes. what every. I mean, every every NBA fan is like that. I mean, yes, everyone just needs to understand that Kevin Durant currently is the best player in the world. That's it's plain and simple. We don't need to argue about it. All right, here we go. It's top five players in the world right now. Is this biased Kate, or unbiased? This is unbiased. <laughs> right now, are Katie, Steph, Giannis, LeBron, and I don't know who number five is. Probably Luca. Yeah, Luca probably. Luca or Kawhi, or one Kawhi's healthy. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Cut it. Finito. Now to conclude episode number fifty or forty-nine, I think we're forty-nine, baby. Forty-nine, y'all. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod, and make sure you check out. Um, stay tuned for all things Warriors news updates. Lights out, post everything on there. Same with Twitter at Dubs Pod. Make sure you uh, leave a uh, rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It's greatly appreciated. I, I go in with my free time and read those reviews. So uh, it would be greatly appreciated that everyone could do that. Um, make sure. There won't be any Warriors basketball, so we got to promote the the other team in the Bay. Make sure you tune in to SF the Giants, Giants, baby, best team in baseball as they continue their playoff push. And if there's any Ace fans in here, the door's over there. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, we we appreciate all Ace fans and Giants fans as long as you we appreciate to everyone. The, Thank you all for Dubs tuning pod. in. So. That's it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. And we're out. Peace.